welcome back everybody to part two of the interview started last episode uh, with Kate, my friend the nurse. This is the second half of that interview and coming out in the middle of the week so we don't all have to wait a whole week till next Sunday to uh, finish. So since you already got the introduction in last episode, I'm just going to go right into it. This is the second half of my conversation with Kate. Hey, I just, before I forget, I wanted to congratulate you on your new uh, home. Oh, thank you so much. It's been such a long <laughs> road and it is so wonderful. We've been in for like a month now and it is just everything. I'm so, thank you so much. So happy about it. You're welcome. That is amazing. And you know, it's one of those like, for I feel like for our generation, especially, it's one of those milestones. It's like, wow, I didn't actually know if I was going to hit that one. <laughs> big time. Yes. Big time. Agree. Big, big time. Agree. And just the housing market. So my husband and I sold, he bought a condo before we even started dating. We oh. sold it in February of 2021. Stupidly being like, oh, you know, we'll just, uh, we'll, we'll rent for a little while and we'll build yeah. up our savings account <laughs> a little more. And then COVID will be over and it'll be no problem. Like, bitch, LOL. That is not what happened. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Oh, God. So, yeah, it was after many, 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 many months of going to a um, an open house and there being a line 30 people deep and just like, oh, oh my God, it was God. hell on earth. <laughs> we got very lucky. Our, our sellers were just the kindest people you could ever want to buy a home from. Like, that's awesome. So nice. So yeah, we're very, very happy to be here. Thank you. How far did you end up moving from where you were? You're still in Jersey, correct? Still in Jersey. Yep. So I, we were in Bergen County previously, which is kind of right by like, that's the County in New Jersey. That's very Northeast right below New York city. Yes. So now we're back more towards, we're more like central. I don't think central Jersey is a real thing. So people can come for me all they want about that, but we're more towards <laughs> like the Northern central ish area. Gotcha. Well, that's awesome. Um, and how long have you and Jake been together? Four years now, a little over four. Okay. Right on. We were friends for a really long time before that though. So when we got together, things kind of moved a little bit quickly. Cause it's like, okay, we've been friends for five years. I know when right. you're being a dick, when you're not being a dick and like kind of who you are <laughs> as a human being. So that yeah. made that really easy. Yeah. You know what? I actually did know that you guys had been friends when, uh, God, I want to say maybe you had announced your engagement or something on, uh, Instagram. Like you had posted a picture. I think I went and crept through, <laughs> crept through your social media. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> I know his face. Uh, yeah, that's one of my greatest shames is not, not shame, but it's never a good look to be like, oh, yeah, I was dating a guy and then I met his friend and I liked his friend better. So <laughs> guess what? Now we're married. Um, but like, I don't know. At the end of the day, you just got to go for what makes you happy. And being with somebody just because you've been together for a long time. I mean, that doesn't do either one of us any favor. So my ex is, has been with a with someone for a really long time. So I hope he doesn't have like ill will towards me, which I'm sure he might a little bit. But you got to look out for like what makes you happy. And I don't 100%. know. And I probably should go back and delete some of those pictures on Instagram, but I don't actually give a shit that much. If people want to judge me for it, go ahead. 
<laughs> you know what? I I support you a hundred percent. A in doing what makes you happy. Absolutely. You're not. You don't owe anybody anything. You're not beholden to anybody. If you're unhappy, fix it. But also, I think you should leave those pictures because I'd have a similar experience in that, you know, there's pictures from a past relationship on my social media. And if if somebody wants to go back and look and ask me about it, I am happy to discuss because, A, I'm not ashamed of that relationship. It ended well. And if if they want to know who that is, that that person was a part of my life. And and a good one. So I'm not necessarily the exact same scenario, but like it's not like it didn't happen. Deleting the pictures doesn't mean it didn't happen. And that's such a nice viewpoint. Thank you for that. That's like that's very (laughs) empowering. You're welcome. (laughs) I try to do stuff like that from time to time. That's amazing. (laughs) Like that is a good point. Like it did happen. And I don't know if you have been sure there's some people on my social media that have not known me for going back that long but if you've known me for more than four years you've seen jake's face before and it's with Mm -hmm. a group of people who are no longer our friends (laughs) for obvious reasons yeah yeah it was funny though when i first discovered i was like wait a second (laughs) something is familiar here (laughs) you know so if I, there's really no other way that I could ever describe this, but yeah. I don't know if you can relate. Have you ever been in a similar situation where like you are friends with someone and then it becomes something more than that? Like have that, has that ever happened to you? Uh, you know what? I don't think so. I don't believe I have. It's, I don't know. I, I used to have such strong feelings about it because like the friend group that we had had my ex mm-hmm. and then Jake, like they had this friend group that was friends for a long time. Yeah. And on Jake's behalf, like Jake doesn't give a shit about anything. Like he's just so go with the flow. He's like, if you want to fuck with me, fine. If you don't like you're lost, whatever. Sure. I felt so strongly for him that he has had these friends for years. A lot of them. Yeah. And all of just dropped him without a second thought. And it's like, that is so shitty, man. Like, wouldn't you want your friend? Like, yeah, call me a hoe, call me a slut, call me a bitch, whatever you want to call me. But he did, like, he's just trying to do what makes him happy too. Like, why can't you just be happy for him that he is also happy? Like, do you really want your, my ex, do you want him to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't want to be in a relationship with him? Like, I just, that whole situation just confused me to the utmost. Like, this is someone that you've been friends with for a long time. And you're just going to, like, cut him out as if nothing ever happened. Yeah, that is super weird. Right? Like, sure, maybe you don't want to be friends with him anymore. But, like, read him the riot act. Tell him he's being an asshole. Tell him, like, just no one ever said another word to him again. It was really strange. Yeah, that is very that is very passive aggressive. I feel like that is how a lot of us in, in kind of our similar age group were taught to handle conflict. Like, ooh, let's just not deal with this. <laughs> and just never speak again. It's we'll very never odd. talk about it. Right? <laughs> you would I hope so. Not. To your point, you would hope that a friend would want the best for you. And even if you upset them, that you would still have the integrity in that friendship to say, you know, I'm not okay with this and I don't think we can be friends anymore, but to just have it be a non thing. Yeah. Like nothing. That's so strange. So (laughs) weird. 
You, so you know weird. What? It reminds me, um, God, I wish I could remember who said this, but I'm sure you've heard the, the phrase, uh, the opposite of love is not hate, it's apathy. Yes, 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 yes. It almost makes me wonder, like when people handle situations like that, it, it, I would not be able to stop myself from thinking like, well, did we ever really have anything worth a shit? Or exactly just, right what was that <laughs> yeah like did we all just hang out out of convenience and like that was it like we all like to do fun things together and that's that's literally as deep as any of these friendships win mm-hmm. it's kind of mind-blowing isn't it it is yeah it, it's i think part of the reason why my friend circle you and i talked about why our friend circles so small <laughs> yes big time yeah like, are you are you worth keeping around? And that makes it sound so cold and calculated, but it's like, do, do you bring value to my life? And do I bring value to your life? Definitely. If the answer is no on either of our parts, then it's just a relationship, like you said, of convenience. Oh, For we sure. like the same shit. And I don't want to be alone because I can't, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, right. Like you're fun to go have a long. beer with, or, you know, we can, <laughs> we can go on a, a short trip together. That's all well and good. But like, what, what really is there there? Right. Yeah. Making friends as a grown up is hard. And I know we've talked about that before. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> it is hard. Shout out to all those millennials out there who are trying to make friends and find themselves lacking. <laughs> <laughs> have all, are all of your friends that you've had for, you know, like that you would consider friends still, are they all from when you were a kid, like grade school? So if you had asked me a year ago, the answer would have been yes. They were all from when I was before I turned 18. Uh-huh. But man, I finally, finally, after years and years of trying to like find some adult friendships that would stick, I maintained or I found and maintained a couple in like the last two or three years. So I've got and, you know, as it happens, it, they're all co-workers of mine that I used to work with so one of them from when or two of them I should say from when I was in private construction and two of them I met at the last apartment uh, that I worked at and then left in April and, that is awesome oh yeah <laughs> it was such a relief <laughs> <laughs> like yes there's not something wrong with me <laughs> it is I really it. hard though like people are busy you know what I mean like people got shit going on Oh, absolutely. And, and, and I don't fault anybody for being picky on their behalf. Like I'm picky. I hope that you're picky too about like, does this person deserve to be in my life? And, Definitely. you know, if we're both, if we're looking across the table at each other and we're both really picky, like it's going to be a <laughs> challenge to a certain extent to make that work. You only have so many hours in a day in between like work and everything. We always say that, oh, we're next month. We're not going to be busy every single weekend. And guess what? We're busy through like <laughs> Christmas now. It's just, it, it's how it goes. Yeah. You really don't have that much free time. God, no. And I, you know, everybody's going through the same thing. So then you got to actually fit what little free time you have. That puzzle piece has to fit with their puzzle. piece. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's not. It's sometimes it's not through lack of wanting to connect no. and hang out and do X, Y, or Z. It's just that we're like busy. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of people to see, a lot of places to go. Then other people have nephews and nieces and kids. And it's just it's 100%. A lot. Case in point, the two friends that I made um, and, and 
have seen since I left the the past department. Uh, we we were trying to do something forever. Like the three of us were trying to do like just meet up and hang out, say what's up. And it was like week after week. I can't do this. I can't do that. I my kids need this. You know, going out of town, family. I'm like, okay. As somebody who has no attachments, <laughs> you can you guys just tell me when to be there and I'll just be there. That's so funny. Like, oh, don't when and where tell me and I will show up. I'll just show up. Yeah, I'll I'll pay for some shit and I'll show up and we can have a good time. Just figure you can it out. I'm available. <laughs> what about you, Kate? Are, are the majority of your friends from years and years ago? I have had the same. We're a foursome. We've known each other since Aww. kindergarten. Oh, so like, so cute. Isn't that the best? You So <laughs> obviously there's ebbs and flows. Sometimes we see each other a lot. Sometimes we don't. But like I'm in North Jersey. My other friend's in Philly. My one has, my other friend has three brothers who all have a bunch of kids. So like she's busy with her nieces and nephews. And then my other friend is, she's working all the time. She's now pregnant. So it's just, it's really hard to get all of us together. But we try For to do sure. it, you know, once or twice a year all four of us, which is lit. like, if I was to text them today and say, when are we all available? I guarantee you it would be 2023. Like it's just it's <laughs> yeah. possible to get us all together. Yeah. Um, and then what actually when I, so I have you, I count you and my adult friendships. Hell yeah. And then I have um, two of the guys that I met from sprint. Where yes. Same thing. It's like, it's really hard to get us all together. One has a huge family. He's got a little daughter. The other lives in Vermont, but it's like, still still in connection we still make an effort it's not as often as probably any of us would like but like shit gets in the way and i don't know i i guess i've tried to pick up a couple of friends here and there from nursing or jobs or whatever but it's like it never you always think to yourself oh my god these people are going to be in my life forever we have so much fun we connect on such a deep (laughs) level and then it's like once that job is no longer what's holding you together it just floats away into the abyss absolutely i i I did a whole episode way back in the beginning of this podcast on on friendship. You know, it's because it's something that I've I've been challenged by for a while and care about. And that you you hit the nail on the head. Like you have to have for for it to be, you know, straightforward and easy. There needs to be that shared experience. You have to work together, go to school together, or whatever that you know, play play a sport together. Something that you are forced into on a regular basis lacking that if you are not you know forced into connection on a regular basis the amount of effort that it takes to maintain that friendship grows exponentially it is so much more difficult absolutely then you get to play the game of do i try harder than the other person or vice versa exactly does that make me feel good (laughs) oh my god you just i you just summed up exactly my next point to i mean i don't even know if i could do a better job yes (laughs) i yes i definitely definitely agree and i think you mentioned a little bit earlier it's like you said you have your core group and then you have your secondary group that if you go out a little bit further (laughs) people are busy like it just all comes down to okay you already have a core group of friends you already have a lot going on it's Mm -hmm. like how much free time do you really have for this quote-unquote secondary group and then if are you always the one texting first do they even text you back how many times are you willing to do that before you're like you know what i feel like a (laughs) schmuck it's just it's tough (laughs) It, it certainly can be yeah and you know i think to a certain degree 
any friendship is going to have in all likelihood one person who does try harder and it's not a yeah. bad thing it's just a natural you know somebody is going to be trying a little bit harder and they may be perfectly okay with that but there is that little dance it's like okay so who is it and how much are they going to try and does the person who doesn't try as hard reciprocate enough to maintain the friendship like exactly there's so many moving parts <laughs> yes there's a lot and of there, you parts. would think that it's just as easy as hey you're cool i like you cool i like you too we have some stuff in common let's hang out but this yeah. all that background shit that gets a lot it is and the older you get the more that background shit comes to the forefront absolutely jake always <laughs> or my husband he's always joking yeah. that uh we don't have to worry about making a, a whole bunch of new friends in this point in time because when we have kids, oh, forget it. That's the next wave of, of friends is your <laughs> your kids' friends at school. Then you can become friends with their parents. And that's just like right. easy friends for the easy picking. And I'm like, eh, I don't know if I agree with that, but I see where you're going. <laughs> there, I think he's probably right to a certain degree. But it also brings up the question like, do you want the sole thing you have in common with people to be the fact that you and your husband had unprotected sex? Like, exactly. And like, oh, cool, your... you also had unprotected sex around the same time. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> we Congratulations. Have that oh, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, though, the kids thing, because not that it has anything to do with what I wanted to talk to you about today, but I was thinking uh, if you plan to have kids, you and Jake. Oh, definitely. For sure. Um, so our biggest hurdle was kind of getting a house and getting settled in a home. Oh, and yeah. now that that is a thing, there's really nothing that's going to be standing in the way. I hope not anyway. Um, it's, yeah, knock I on always, wood. I'm doing it right I can't, now. Yeah, knock on wood right now. It's really, I could never imagine having a child in an apartment. And I know millions of people do, but For I sure. just, that was always something that kind of stood in my way of like, who wants to move or be looking at houses when you're uncomfortable <laughs> and pregnant? No shit. So now that that is a thing, we have so, so many empty bedrooms. I'm sitting in a guest room that is, I've repurposed as kind of my office for schoolwork. That's and there's awesome. another one just like it. So they are empty and ready. <laughs> we're, we're ready <laughs> we are ready <laughs> get rid of that birth control they're coming <laughs> <laughs> oh my mom and his mom i they are both uh not quietly ready to become grandparents <laughs> that's good hey shout out to kathy because i know kathy's name yes you do <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's um, ready she's gonna be the best that's good stuff. Yeah, she seems I, I know you and your mom are so, so close. I, I got to imagine she is just like, I can't wait to have another Kate running around. I hope she doesn't have another me. It would be a lot. I don't think I would get along very well if I had a child exactly like me. <laughs> there would be too much type A energy in the house to go around. I gotcha. We can't have that many people be in charge. Uh, that's good stuff. So <laughs> uh God, I keep losing my train of thought here. This is just natural conversation. You're like, there's things that I want to remember to ask. And I keep forgetting because we go <laughs> off topic. <laughs> uh, you, so you want to have kids. How many do you think you want to have? Not that this matters because any amount is fine. But I would like to start with one and yeah. see how that how that goes, how that gets us. Um, 
probably ideally two. I come from a family of two, and then my husband right. Jake comes from a family of three. So I don't anywhere in there. Hopefully, we're we're lucky enough to easily be a couple that can get pregnant, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, I mean, you really never know until you know. That's true. I think Biggie Small said that. <laughs> you don't know until you know, or something like that. Or if you don't, if you know, don't now know, you know now, you know. Ah, then, thank you. <laughs> 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 so good it's gonna be stuck in my head for the rest of the day now i knew it could count on you to back me <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i i appreciate the fact though and this has you know you obviously had no have no control over this but i appreciate that you and jake aren't having kids immediately like right now because i literally have three close friends of mine here in washington all married all having kids within three months of each other and I'm get like, out of here. Really? Yeah. I was like, why? Why did this happen to me? I mean, I was so selfish about it. I was like, <laughs> now they're not going to want to do anything anymore. And I just lost three of my best friends. I'm going to be honest with you. That scares the absolute shit out of me. Yeah. I just feel like it's so hard to maintain a sense of individuality and like who you are as a person when you have an infant and a toddler and then you have school stuff to do, which is what scares me the most. Like I almost, I hate to say this, but I almost wish I had gotten like knocked up in my early twenties because (laughs) then I didn't know shit. Now I'm comfortable. I make a good salary. I'm used to that salary. I'm used to my discretionary income. (laughs) I love being able to drop everything and go on vacation whenever I damn well feel like. Um, So yeah, I feel very, very nervous that it's going to be a huge too much of an adjustment and that's really scary i completely understand i'm nowhere near as close to it but god i know i secondhand i feel the trepidation like that is what one of the reasons why i'm it's not even on my radar like granted you have to actually have somebody to have a child with first but <laughs> Uh, like even like if, if, if I was married right now, I'd be like, man, I want to wait like five, six, seven years, like the discretionary income and the freedom for, especially for our generation right now. And the way the economy is, I'm like, what am I even going to do if I had a kid? Now I have all my time raising a child and no discretionary income. Exactly. Scary. (laughs) It's terrifying. I mean, I am someone who. I gladly will admit that I sleep like nine hours a night. I go to bed at probably 9.30 p.m. And I am a wide awake, ready to tackle the day at 6.30 because I've been sleeping since 9.30. Like I am ready. <laughs> that's and lovely. that's just not going to be a thing. And it's going to be horrible. And I don't even know what my, like, who am I going to be as a human being if I'm not getting an obscene amount of sleep? It's going to be really ugly. <laughs> <laughs> that's an adjustment period for sure. Absolutely. So we'll see. I'm sure it will be both difficult and rewarding, as many people have claimed prior. Yeah, people have claim. had a lot of kids, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Definitely see. It's really funny just to 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 consider both mine and Jake's opinions on it. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's not going to be that hard. It'll be no problem. It's going to be great. And I'm just like, yeah, it's going to be great for you because all you have to do is basically have an orgasm like I (laughs) have to grow and birth and like my stomach is going to never be the same and it's just yeah he thinks it's going to be like such a walk in the park so easy so no problem you you feed that parasite for you know however long they want to breastfeed 
Yeah. Just it's a exactly. lot. Exactly. It is a lot. <laughs> like Jake, all you did was spend five seconds inside me. Like that doesn't count. <laughs> But now I have to squeeze. He was also over 10 pounds when he was born. Let's not forget about that. Yeah. I'm like, where is that coming out of? I'm a pretty small person. Like that is a water. You are pretty small. That's right. Like, I don't know where that's fitting, but I guess we'll see. I don't know. Your, your pelvis will break open and you'll figure (laughs) it out. It's going to have to do something. Yeah. You know, I read, no, I'm a liar. I was talking to one of my friends who's uh, he and his wife are having a kid. He was telling me that apparently like one in three women when they have a natural birth, um, shit, that's like, oh, yeah, that's super common. They're just out there shitting. I'm like, wow, that is a crazy like development (laughs) when you're trying to like birth the, the, you know, child that was living inside you on top of that. Now you're pooping to bed. Like, wow, exactly. Yep. So that's something to look forward to. Definitely. Hell yeah. (laughs) Here is your amniotic fluid and feces covered baby. Ooh, you know what? We came full circle back to balls deep in amniotic fluid. Yes! <laughs> Come full so circle good. a couple times and I am not mad about it. <laughs> that puts a nice cap on things. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want kids? You know, I have uh, thought about that a lot. Um, the way I describe it, is kind of like, you know, if you're playing a video game, it's like a side quest. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not going to be sad if I don't have my own biological children by the end of my life. If I did, if I, if I was with somebody, the right person, we, and we wanted to raise some children, I think it would be very fulfilling and something I would put, you know, I'd go wholeheartedly into that, but is not a requirement and that changed actually my views on that semi recently last couple of years i used to definitely want children mm-hmm. um but it's then interesting I... to see that you've gone the other way yeah yeah not it, necessarily it... the other way but a lot of people will say ah i'm so i'm so indifferent i don't care i don't care and then the older you get the more it's like yes i need a biological child so i think that's really cool well I'm glad you think it's cool. You you want to know what actually tripped me in that direction was I realized at some point that I didn't so much care that it was my child. I just want to make an impact on the next generation. I, I, I would, you know, vi- find a lot of fulfillment in raising a child, but it wouldn't have to be my own. Like, I'll, I'll adopt the shit out of some kids. Like, I'll adopt a 15 year old. I don't give a fuck. That is so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you would be such a good, I hate to say dad. I just like influence on another living being. I'm just listening Thank to <laughs> going for forgetting the fact that we've been friends for a decade. Sure. Just listening to the podcast itself at face value tells me that you would be a wonderful influence on another human being. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Biological or not. I like to think so. And, you know, that's one of the big drivers behind this is like, I think one of the big stepping stones for me to like cement that mindset was when I started this podcast, I I had these thoughts where I was just like, I want to help. I want to influence in a positive way. And I feel like this is a way that I can do that. And then the more I thought about it, the more it was like, you know, there's plenty of children in the world that need homes that don't have them. Absolutely. And 
I'm okay not having my own children, but I, I think I would definitely like to impact their lives in a positive way. So, you know, we'll see. I guess that's the end of that conversation is we'll just see what happens. Yeah, I think that's really awesome. That's a very, very cool take on it. Thank you. That I wish more people had. It is surprisingly rare. You're right. That is, I, I don't hear that sentiment uh, echoed back to me a lot. A lot of people, and and I, I do understand, a lot of people want to have their own children. Like it's, you know, the biological directive. That's that's Absolutely. the purpose for existence is to have your own children. Mm -hmm. Um and it, it, I used to feel that very strongly. It, it just kind of changed over time as I changed. That's really, that's very awesome. And I like that, I feel like a lot of people in, just from what you see day to day, do not have the ability to utter the words, I've changed my mind <laughs> for any number of reasons. So it's very refreshing to hear someone say, Upon learning new information, my stance on X, Y, and Z has changed for X, Y, and Z reasons. So go you. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. And <laughs> I agree with you like a thousand percent that ability. And you have no idea how close to like something I care about a lot you just got. Uh, the ability to think critically, right? I did a couple episodes about that mm -hmm. and say, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting data. Data is coming in. And I'm going to process it and use that to make, you know, my best informed decision, my way forward. People don't do that. We're no. taught to not do that, which is wild and understandable, right? If you think for yourself, you can't be told what to buy and who to vote for. Hard agree. <laughs> the hardest agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think that's a good segue into the last thing I want to talk about. Is that okay? Yes, of course. Absolutely. So my last, uh, my last little bullet point that I, I got here on the outline is I was hoping that you could, or we could talk about, uh, what in this podcast you found helpful or what you found educational or maybe any just kind of miscellaneous regarding, like, since you, I know you do listen and I, and you've been a great supporter. What, why do you find value in this podcast? in your life, or maybe it's just in general, what do you think um, we could, what do you think deserves talking about more as, you know, society in general? Yeah, definitely. So when I'm going to be honest, when I first started listening to the podcast, I had no idea what to expect. I was just like, Oh, you know, justice is my good friend and <laughs> I would love to support his upcoming endeavor. So I really did not know what I was getting into. Um, and obviously I have listened to every single episode and I honestly probably listened to this one, even though it's my own voice talking and it'll be weird to hear myself not in my own head, but that's besides the point. Um, I think it's <laughs> you know really, I think you'll Sorry, like it. No, it's all right. I, I think you'll like it. I think everybody who I've interviewed has been like, wow, that was a lot of fun. And I enjoyed going back and listening to that. <laughs> that's good. I definitely am going to listen to it. Cool. Um, I think what I enjoy most is the fact that you are just a regular person. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a PhD, and you have such interesting insights that a lot, of, I mean, every episode has 
literally every episode has had something that I either have dealt with, have struggled with, have thought about, have had yeah. no answer to. And it's just <laughs> like, wow, this is not, my experience is not unusual or mm -hmm. weird or um, I'm not abnormal for like, like we were just talking about for struggling to make deep connection or struggling with, with friendships. Um, I, for, I have no idea what episode it was, but you were talking about being like an authentic self. If mm -hmm. you are, are having a rough time of things, instead of pointing the finger and, um, blaming, and blaming and blaming, oh, it's because of this or because of that, or I was dealt this crappy hand or whatever. Ultimately, it is on you to internalize that and kind of be like, shit, I'm really miserable or I'm really struggling. And to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? To like rise above and do the hard work it takes right. to come out and in, in a better place, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. You, you take responsibility for your own situation. There we go. Responsibility. That is the word I was so desperately searching for and it was not coming. <laughs> we got it. And I think that can be applied to literally anything, like in any situation, sitting and being upset and sure, mourn or be upset for whatever loss that you have experienced. But yeah. at the end of the day, coming out of it is taking personal responsibility and making a change or doing something that's scary or pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. And that is where growth and like true ascension to who you're, who you're trying to be. That yeah. is where that happens. You man, that, that should be like the, the, the trailer for my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't tell you how, that's the whole reason I wanted to do this. I think, and I'm so happy to hear that someone I actually care about got that out of it. Oh, um, absolutely. I think it's wonderful. Awesome. To not feel alone, to not feel isolated, to not feel shame for things that you don't need to feel shame for. Like that was one of the primary drivers behind me even thinking about this. Because for sure. as, I, as I started to consider what could I do to make a difference, you know, what could I do to impact people in a positive way that like exactly what you said, the idea that I'm just a regular, I'm, I'm your neighbor, I'm your friend, I'm your brother, I'm, I'm, you know, your ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and we all go through this shit and we act like we don't, we act like I'm the only one to have ever felt, you know, sad about this, whatever. Right. And the more you can share that with the people around you, especially people that you care about, the the I think the better we can all feel. <laughs> Absolutely. People internalize a lot of shame for a lot of shit that has really nothing to do with them and nothing. no reason for you to carry that around. So yeah. I think that was something that I was like, oh my God, you know what? Sure, in the back of my mind, on the back burner, everybody knows that. But to just, you know, I listen to the podcast usually when I'm going to work or coming from work because it's just uninterrupted time that I can just really like zone yeah. out and listen and enjoy. And that was one thing where I was like, oh my God, I'm 31 years old. And just to hear someone tell, saying out loud that like, yeah, listen, a lot of the stuff that you're feeling shame about for one reason or another, you don't need to. I can still hear you. Yeah, we're good. Okay. I think so. Weird. Technology. <laughs> Technical difficulties. I got to put that up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs>
with the little man and his um, shovel and the overalls, the little gif <laughs> yes. of that. <laughs> yeah, Under exactly. construction. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I guess we don't have to, I don't know exactly where I lost you or where you lost me, but um, yeah, the whole we're shame talking about thing. shame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has I just... been... And God, I can't tell you how many people I have noticed or talked to that deal with that at some level, like for whatever reason, shame is like a part of being a human. Yeah, definitely. You just learn at some point to think that I'm just fucked up in these ways and and I'm alone in that. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly how that got to be just so common. Maybe it's our society. Maybe it's just America. Uh, maybe it's worldwide. I don't know. Yeah, I really, I've, I've never lived anywhere else. So I could just yeah, describe what goes on in our very puritanical and fucked up society. Ooh, you stole the words out of my mouth. I was going to say it's, it feels very much a product of the church, the puritanical, yes. you know, like, oh, sex is taboo and like these very natural parts of being alive it's just like oh yeah we don't talk about that <laughs> i on just like we're doing some quick introspection the things that i feel the most shame for that like even still that i carry around with me there are yeah. things that were an outcome of not knowing how to handle my big girl feelings at that time do you know what i mean it's <laughs> yeah it's just like not knowing what to do with all the big big feels that i'm feeling and it comes out in a very inappropriate way and, or, you know, the wrong way or said the sure. wrong thing. And I guess there's the thing that I could say that I've learned the most from this podcast is that if you are thinking about something that you have done or said, or someone that you wronged and you're feeling the way that you feel about it mm-hmm. and you're not continuing in those crappy activities or behaviors, that's a good thing. yeah and like good good on you that you're not acting a fool and you're not lashing out or treating someone or something meanly or inappropriately like good for you because you're moving on you're not stuck in that shame cycle absolutely yeah good for you and that's one of the things that i i think is important to note is the little or even sometimes big the progress that you make it doesn't matter how big it feels like if you're moving in the right direction you're doing good it doesn't have to be a groundbreaking you know i think i've like recently i said something like oh your vulnerability doesn't have to be this groundbreaking moment where you just cry out everything that you've ever felt it could be (laughs) the littlest thing where you you know like in the case of my coworker losing his daughter like just being able to share with somebody sitting next to you that shit hurt and and i feel like we should talk about it that's exactly. all progress. It's all yep. moving in the right direction. For sure. Yeah. Like you said, groundbreaking. Sometimes it will happen. Sure. And that's like sure. the, the moment at Shawshank, the end of Shawshank Redemption, where he's in the <laughs> yes. rain screaming into the sky. Like, sure, that happens sometimes. But just <laughs> little baby steps make up much bigger steps in time, sure. which is really good to know. Absolutely. You know, uh, it reminds me, one of the things Veronica said, the, the sex coach when she was on mm-hmm. she said uh speaking things speaking your emotions is the bridge to action and i think what we were talking about in that scenario was just like how you got to start somewhere it's not yeah. going to be 
you just jump to the finish line and like, oh, I did it because that totally circumvents all the hard shit that we've been talking about. Absolutely. You start somewhere and even that little decision to start and the first little thing you do is impactful. If you do it enough times, it's going to, you know, you'll, you'll figure it out. I have to say that the easy way out has never gotten me where I wanted to be. <laughs> it's it's literally, I'm just sitting here thinking about like all the big major life-changing events that I have lived so far. And that's always through going and doing, doing hard stuff. And it, Preach it. it, you, Preach it. you know, Sister it's hard. Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get an amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> testify okay i'm done (laughs) (laughs) yeah no no disagreement there i i I know you you and i are on the exact same page where that's concerned the the, you can think back and you know what for me a lot of the times when i think back to the easy way out that i took or you know the distraction or or whatever it was that wasn't the difficult you know path forward I have shame about some of that stuff. Like those are the times where I'm like, Oh God, I hurts to think about. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Completely agree. God, we're so similar. It's really very, very bizarre. It is bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we, it, it was like parallel universes. Like we don't even live in the same universe. You live in America next to my America. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Oh, I love it strange but i love it <laughs> it is yeah I, I agree and it it one of the things that i think has kept us friends over the years was you know despite the distance and despite you know sometimes we don't speak very often and it was always when we caught back up that there was a lot of similarity there was a lot of shared experience going back to that shared experience thing we made we didn't need to do it together but like we were having the same things over and over again pop up and it was exactly. like, man, it feels good to be able to talk about some of this stuff with somebody For who understands. Sure. For sure. <laughs> to, uh, what is it? To empathize, not or sympathize, not empathize. Whatever one means, you also have worn that same shoe on that same foot. You know, that's a good question. I don't actually know which is which. <laughs> to empathize, I think, is to have shared the same situation or circumstance. And then to sympathize is like, oh, that poor, they're there. I un- I don't know, but I can imagine. I think. I'm looking. I'm looking it up right now. I'm sitting on my computer. <laughs> uh, let's see. Empathize is to understand and share the feelings of others and sympathize. Wow, that's not helpful at all. Agree with a sentiment <laughs> or opinion. <laughs> what is the difference? Sympathy. Let's see if this gets us. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Google. And I always tell patients, do not go to Dr. Google. You'll drive yourself insane, which is, I guess I need to <laughs> listen to my own advice. Yeah, it's very true. I used to be a horrible uh, addict to Dr. Google. Like if I thought something was wrong, let me just do my own medical research here. Oh, it's horrible. You're, you always wind up with a brain tumor or some kind of inoperable tumor and you're dying. I thought I had breast cancer at one point. <laughs> Seriously? That's so scary. <laughs> well, I was a child. This was a long time ago. I was like 17 and I had like a swollen lymph node in my chest. If there are lymph nodes in there, I don't know what it was. I'm just making shit up. Um, what? Like on the outside by your armpit or on the inside by your breastbone? 
on on it was like underneath my nipple sure i mean stuff can go wrong there you could have had any kind of so that's not abnormal i wouldn't say that you're crazy for thinking that you had breast cancer (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) i ended up going to the doctor and they were like you're fine it's just like a fatty deposit it'll go away and it went away yep oh good okay thank god (laughs) yeah i was all right yeah, that I mean, was... from someone who works in oncology, like, yes, always get that shit checked out because if you, you don't, it can be ugly. Yeah. And, you know, don't fall into the trap that a lot of um, men do, which is like, oh, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need to go to the doctor. Like, no, you're actually, you're dying. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Like, way quicker all the time. than you should. <laughs> we wait. We see people who wait until they're in so much pain and then they get a CAT scan and it's like, oh, you have a... 15 by 18 centimeter mass in your pelvis and you probably have stage four disease. So like, eh, that sucks. It does suck. Oh yeah. That was, man, I fell into my own. I I didn't heed my own advice when I, when I was like, wow, I think I'm, you know, experiencing heart problems when I was first kind of experiencing the anxiety thing. Uh I I waited so long and I was like, okay, well, we'll, we'll just wait another day and see what happens. And we'll just do this, that, or the other thing. And then, you know, it could have been, I could have been over and done with the whole process of finding out what it was and understanding how to treat it. I could have been done with that in a week, but I waited like four, like four or five weeks, which was the dumbest thing ever. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, but you, thank God it wasn't your heart. No kidding. <laughs> so that's like just a little bit of peace of mind. But like you said, it could have been done in a week and then you wouldn't have had to like silently suffer for almost a month thinking, oh my God, what's going on? Am I dying? This, that, the right. other. Yeah. And I should have listened to my dang doctor the first time. I was like, oh no, it's not anxiety. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that. That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> How's everything going with that? Uh, You know, oddly enough, uh after over god what was that spring of 2020 uh just recently like a couple months ago i started experiencing those same symptoms just not nearly as severe um but it was kind of it was very familiar and very um i don't want to say scary because i i know what's going on and i know how to deal with it but it it's it doesn't feel good when like you you have been pretty much all right for a couple of years and then it comes back out of nowhere. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I I want to say I mentioned this on an episode quite some time ago, but I had I had been in therapy for a while and then I got out like I was feeling okay, so then I got out. But then when these symptoms started to pop back up after about a month, I was like, I wonder how much of this needs to be talked about with my therapist. Yeah, definitely. And did yes. you go back? I, I did. I, I've, I've gone to a couple, couple meetings with her. Well, Zoom meetings, but. Um, that was helpful? Uh, we're finding out. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, a process. <laughs> a work in progress. But it certainly, and I want to make sure everybody hears this very clearly, certainly the, even the act of going back and saying, hey, I have some things I want to talk about. Can we schedule a couple sessions? That in itself helps a lot because you're, at least for me, it feels like I'm doing something about this. And, you know, like we just talked about, I'm, I'm making a positive decision for my own well-being instead of just sitting there and, you know, stewing in whatever it is. I've made p- 
positive forward movement. <laughs> Absolutely. Like baby steps. We were just talking about it. Baby steps. Something is not as small as, but something as seemingly yeah. insignificant as picking up the phone and making a phone call. Yep. Like and there you are back in it again, working on some stuff. Yeah. Improvement. Finding out what is going on. It, it could be as, and one of the things I've tried to to preach to people in person a lot of the time is like therapy isn't like, Hey, let's go in and like psychoanalyze the shit out of me and discover, you know, why I have like an Oedipus complex like that can happen, <laughs> but that's not the point of therapy. A lot of the time it is literally just, you dump your emotional sack on the table, <laughs> right? And you say, can you help me sort through this? Cause it's kind of overwhelming right now. And that's literally all they do. They're like, okay, well, let's put this piece over here. Let's bring this off the table for a second. Cause it doesn't seem, you know, we don't need to talk about that right now necessarily. It just helps you get your shit like in a man, not manageable, uh, understandable order. I feel this way, but I would like to have somebody tell me, you know, in a, in a way that makes sense what I'm feeling, because I just feel the feelings. I don't get to like say the feelings. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's wonderful. I have thought for years now, like literally several years, especially, <laughs> you know, things come and go. You sometimes you feel better than others. Like, man, I should really like, I have these great benefits at work. I should really just spend some time and find a good therapist. Cause at the end of the day, you have friends, but friends are not therapists. They do no. not exist for you to emotionally dump on them. And that's a really good way to make somebody not your friend anymore. <laughs> Thank you. You are amazing for saying that. That is so important. Yes, that is not their job. <laughs> I have this person in my life who we go through phases of, I will try to like reach out and connect. And then it, it takes only like a time or two of communicating or hanging out to be like, whoa, Clearly, this no personal growth has happened at all. I cannot be reachable at one o'clock in the morning because, like, Ooh. you're having an anxiety attack and whatever. Like, I cannot. So it's just like a rinse and repeat cycle. And every time I do it to myself, I'm like, why do you keep doing this? You are not a therapist. You are not this person's therapist. Why do you keep doing this? <laughs> well, you know, I, I can't say for certain, but you are one of those people that went into the healthcare facility for those reasons of, I want to help. Yeah, that's true. And, and that's not something that you just get to shed in your personal life. Like that feeling of wanting to help people get better is universal. So I would guess just from having known you for a little while that that has something to do. with it. And I do like, you do want to help, but it's like, I only want to help to a certain, like, <laughs> yeah, I, my, 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 my basket of, of helping is only so deep. And then it's like, okay, bro, it's like Thursday night and I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> I have to be a person yeah. too in the morning. A hundred percent. And, and you know what? That's okay. You got to have your own boundaries. You got to oh, be able to yes, fill boundaries. your cup. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a fan favorite for sure. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I loved that episode. That was so good. I'm glad you liked the topic, though, because that that's, like I said, one of those fan favorites. I don't know a single person in my life, myself included, who has not struggled with setting and enforcing those healthy boundaries at some point. Like that is such a huge endeavor for somebody who hasn't learned how to do that. Like that is a that's getting a bachelor 
degree <laughs> in boundary yeah. setting. It takes a long time and it is difficult. Like it is. It's, it's like you don't want to step on any toes. You don't want to offend people, but also you have to kind of like look out for your own self and what's, you know, your interests. And it is, re it's really hard. I still struggle with it like a lot, a lot, a lot. Absolutely. So, so do I. Like e even with improvement, I still off, oftentimes I'm like, ugh, no. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Don't. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, man. You know, Kate, I don't I don't know that I have anything else after that. We've been talking for, wow, two and a half hours. That's pretty good. It is good. I was like, oh, man, I hope I have enough to say to at least fill up, you know, an hour. <laughs> I knew you were going to be fine as soon as you and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to you know, boost your ego here, just very realistically from having done this for a minute, multiple interviews. As soon as you started talking, I was like, we're going to be a okay. Like, <laughs> I, I don't have to prompt her. I don't have to like ask follow up questions just to get her to keep talking. Like, she, she's good. She had plenty of material. <laughs> oh, we're going to be one fine. Thing is you give me a platform to speak and I will not shut up. <laughs> that is just I've always been a talker. It's no, just a, I, a, a key personality trait, I guess. I love it. It's good. Especially, man, one of the biggest things that attracts me to wanting to maintain a relationship with somebody is, are they passionate about something? Like, do yes. they care about something? And it doesn't have to be the same thing I care about, even though you and I do share a lot of those. It, it Like, if you are one of those people that doesn't, you know, pay attention to the world around you and you don't read books and you don't know anything outside of, you know, who the freaking football team played this, this last weekend, we're not going to have a relationship because we have zero things to talk about. Exactly. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it's almost like, how do you have an opinion on anything? Like what, what are you basing these opinions on? <laughs> Nothing. Oh my God. It's so frustrating. It's literally <laughs> just your bullshit that you pulled out of some fucking dusty book that your dad gave you <laughs> oh god yes there is nothing that turns me off from someone more than when they proudly announce i don't read books why would you do that i just want to watch uh oh. below deck <laughs> like oh my god we are not we are not the same and i i'm thankful for that <laughs> oh that's too good you know what i <sighs> think you just cut out oh there you are Got it. Okay. Sorry. Wow. I wonder what's going on. Maybe it's a microphone issue. Maybe I don't. That's so my, my internet in my new house has not been the world's best, but it hasn't been this bad. So who, maybe it's my, my laptop. I don't know. I've, I've not, not frequently doing zoom interviews. Yeah. It, it, this is kind of bandwidth heavy. That could be why. Really um, I'll have to complain to Jake. He's my, uh, my <laughs> it support. Like what is going on? I, your internet is janky as fuck. Your onsite it guy. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I, I joke and I call him my personal concierge. <laughs> Cause he's home all the time. He has so much downtime that he can just like, Oh, I'm just going to run to the store. I can run to the post <laughs> office, pick this up, pick that up, do the dry cleaning. That's too funny. Whereas but I you're live. right, though, that th those people that were able to work from home and continue to do so, like there is a reason that 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 movement is being pushed as like we want it for forever. We want that to be permanent. 
It's so good for your mental health in a lot of ways. And it's so good for your life in general in this country. Like having somebody in your life that can literally handle everything else about, you know, living, owning a home, raising a child, running errands. Like if you don't have to worry about that, massively beneficial. Absolutely. I don't know when I would have time to do anything. Like I, I get home and it's, I get home earlier now than I used to, but it's five 30 and it's like, okay, I've been awake and going and focused on work since six 30 in the morning. So if we could just have some downtime and not have to go to the store or the post office or whatever, that would be great. Lovely. I'll tell you what, Kate, that's one of the reasons during the work week and I I work four tens. So I'm, I'm gone during the workday, probably 12, 12 hours is, is the amount of time I'm gone from my home. Uh-huh. Uh, that's why I don't do anything after I come home. Like if I cook dinner and work out, like then I'm having a good day. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. I completely agree. It's, it's so hard to have you have motivation to like, oh my God, really? I just want to do nothing. <laughs> I want to sit here and scroll around on Reddit and then Instagram and then Reddit again. And then exactly. <laughs> yes. And then suddenly you're like, where did the last two and a half hours go? Oh, okay. I guess I'll go to sleep now. <laughs> yeah. Do it again tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Same bat time, same bat channel. Absolutely. <laughs> That's too funny. Kate, I think we're coming down to the end of things here. So like kind of to cap things off, do you have anything that you want to talk about that is close to your heart? Anything you want to leave people with? Uh, I'm just giving the floor to you in case there's anything that you want to say. I don't think so. I think we pretty well have covered what has been in my heart. Oh, get vaccinated. <laughs> there you go. That's what get I want your to vaccines. Hear. They're not microchips. Bill Gates doesn't give a shit about you or your vaccine. Just get it. And that is my soapbox. (laughs) No, I love it. That's so we were talking about earlier in this pod, in this episode, the the whole practicality thing, like we can argue, you know, opinions forever, but we just want to have like something to hang your hat on. Exactly. My whole thing was with the vaccines, like I'm not a scientist. Okay. I'm not a doctor. I don't know with a hundred percent certainty what the vaccine has in it. But if the government wants to track you, you already agreed to that when you bought that goddamn phone. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) They can know anything about you at any point in time, where you've been, where you're going, GPS, all of it. Who you talk to, what you say to that person, what you buy, what you look at. I am almost 100% sure that if the government wanted to come down and abduct you from your home, and disappear you forever, there would be nothing to stop them. Not even a shred of anything to stop them. Like, do you have a social media account at all? Have you ever had a social media account? Then like, it's over for you. It's over over. for you. Yep. Good God. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that doesn't sink in. God, Kate, I don't know. I honestly don't know. It's like, it's one of those things where I'm like, do you use your phone on a daily basis? And the answer is unequivocally, yes. Nobody doesn't use their phone on a daily basis. Exactly. I'm like, that is literally all it takes. You're yep. done. They're mm-hmm. tracking you. You have to get rid of that phone. And entirely. every member, entirely, every member of your family that you live with needs to get rid of that phone. That's a start, but they already have everything you've already willingly handed over. Yep. All of it. I mean, my God, do you, 
if you ever, are you ever scrolling and you're like, oh my gosh, these ads are like perfectly tailored to anything I could ever want. Like that is intentional. It's all, it's like a careful algorithm of yep. sucking you back in. So you think that that information is not readily available to the government? I just, I can't. Absolutely. One of the things I will never forget my dad teaching me, and this was like late in life. I was already like out of the house and everything. We were just I was over at my parents' house one day and my dad said this to me because he works in IT. He said, if you're doing something on the internet and you think it's free, a perfect example being Facebook, if you think that Facebook just exists for your pleasure and you don't have to pay, you are the commodity. You are the payment. They sell your fucking data to anybody who asks for it. Big time. Jake has drilled that into my head. So I was a huge fan of Google, Google Music, Google Photos, all this. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have to store it on my phone. This is the best. Mm -hmm. He's like, get that shit off your phone right now. He is he he has his own server in the basement where he like backs everything up and it goes to his own cloud. Like we don't we don't use any. Oh, I mean, I still have Google Photos because I just I don't care. But he is so against like data farming and selling your data and all that. So he's very secure about it, which is great. I personally don't care that much. I love targeted ads. I'm like, yes, take my money. <laughs> Kate, you're the perfect consumer. <laughs> I really am. It's so bad. I do all my best shopping on Facebook for a while. Oh, so he had bad. blocked Facebook ads. Oh, like I could see nothing. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> because I was just spending so much money on just bullshit I would see on Facebook. And same thing with Google. If I was going to click on an ad on Google, it would just like shut the page down and I couldn't view it. That is too funny. <laughs> it really did. A, it, it does a good job, but I, I complained enough that it's back on now. <laughs> he like, babe, we can't keep spending money at this rate. We're yeah, like, hi, we just bought a house and we are like hemorrhaging money left and right. So no, you can't have that cute sweater. I'm sorry. Oh, that's so sad. I know, but I don't need any sweaters to be perfectly honest. It's it's bad. <laughs> you have enough sweaters? Yes. I, I don't have many hobbies, but at the top of that list is shopping. Shopping. Shopping and I don't know, organizing the clothes that I've bought on the internet. Yeah, you you do have a very distinct style. I I do remember that. Like Kate, Kate always looked like she was wearing what she wanted to wear. For better or worse, I suppose, <laughs> unapologetically mine. Ab- absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, granted, I haven't seen you like in person in a long ass time. I'm I'm sure it, it plays well into adulthood, like the fad thing, the wanting to look like everybody else that generally goes away as you get older. And it sounds like you've had that kind of lockdown for a while. Absolutely. We should try to fix that. We should try to connect in real life at some point in some time. Absolutely. I would love to. It sounds like it's going to be in 2023. (laughs) Yeah. With the way my schedule is looking, holy shit. Yes. Is it ever? Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm absolutely a fan of that. And if we give me enough time, at least I can do most anything because I have those good, good government benefits. Hell yes. We can put a pin (laughs) in it for now, but we should come back to it. For sure. I agree. Um, If you don't have anything else, I think we're going to wrap up there. Is that okay? 
Yeah, of course. I have had the floor for almost three hours now, so I have nothing else to say. Okay, perfect. I'm I'm glad that you were able to come on this podcast with me. I appreciate it so, so much. You know, I am I just can't thank you enough for coming on and being so well prepared <laughs> and for all your support as well. You know, I appreciate that. And I try to press that impress that on people who do come on this podcast. Like your support is you know, means the world to me. And, you know, the fact that you have found some amount of value in this endeavor that I'm undertaking, you know, means, means a lot. So absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. It was so nice to finally chat after a couple of years and uh, we'll definitely look forward to maybe doing it again sometime. Uh, absolutely you're welcome back on whenever you want and we we can for sure plan another you know we can delve into three more hours of whatever soapbox you want to get on oh heck yes i love it (laughs) (laughs) oh man okay kate have a good rest of your day i appreciate you so much and thank you thank you and thus concludes my interview with kate i hope everybody enjoyed that I certainly did. I think you can probably hear that in the interview. I think we we both had a good time. Um, And again, I cannot stress enough. Thank you to Kate for making some time three hours ahead of me out there on the East Coast (laughs) and uh, chopping it up on your ex-boyfriend's podcast. For all of you who are listening for the first time because your friends of Kate, family members, uh, people she sent this to, thank you for checking the podcast out. I hope you liked it. If you want to keep listening, as I said in part one of this episode, you can continue to do so on whatever platform you're familiar with that hosts podcasts, or I should say distributes podcasts. I host this podcast on Podbean at justicetenna.podbean.com. And from there, you can go to any number, at least a dozen different websites that that will distribute this podcast. Basically, all you got to do, type my name, Justice Tenna, into Google or type your ex-boyfriend's podcast into Google. It'll pop up on somewhere that you want to listen. Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, doesn't matter. Um, If you want to get a hold of me because you want to be on the podcast or you have questions or you want to tell me that I suck at, at making this, please feel free to... Uh, email me. My email is your podcast at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram at your underscore exbf underscore podcast. And lastly, as a final reminder, if you enjoyed this, please, on whatever platform that you listen, if it's possible on the platform, give it a rating. Hopefully you liked it and you can give me a thumbs up or a five star or whatever. Um, But honest ratings are good too. (laughs) Um, And if you have the ability to leave a review on whatever platform you use, that always helps as well. Those two things are pretty integral in, in spreading this podcast that I'm making. If you think it's worth spreading, that's how we're going to do it. And I appreciate it. I think that's it. So, I hope you all enjoyed my interview with Kate. I hope we can look forward in the future to more interviews, long form interviews like that. Um, Maybe more multi-part interviews. I I felt like that was a good format. Let me know what you think. Yeah, but other than that, I guess we'll be talking to you 
on Sunday, because this is going to be coming out sometime in the middle of the week. Until then, take care of yourselves.